0: By 11.05, there's another program on which he circled very firmly called Spank Me Harder The Sex Business. You're shitting me. That <laughs> one,
1: that's a real program. Two, your 93 year old grand. <laughs> this is aw- I mean, awesome. This is awesome.
0: We start this podcast with. A vote result, Robinson. Are you are you ready for this? Are you? Do you remember the last podcast? What you asked the people? Yeah, um, I do. Uh,
1: I I asked the public, and the public have spoken. On um, well, if you yeah, if
0: you well, know how in a general election they have like seventy percent of the public voted. I don't think we would yeah. even make any form of number in this.
1: Naught point naught one per cent of the public um have voted and the results are in. Um I asked them which uh of the uh of the of what I called the shit date trilogy, uh quite flattering. aptly. Uh yeah. Flattering, but quite apt, I think I think it's fair to say. Um uh obviously we had first one, Bath Date, um the awkward sort of date-ish that i had in a bath with a lovely lady second one was of course the sick in car story uh and uh i finished that off um
0: uh with the mario kart work date and the winner is sick in bag
1: yeah i think that's probably fair i think that's probably fair i think probably the bleakest um of the three uh, I'm not sure many people have recovered from being sick all over themselves. You know, you don't hear that as like a, you know, a meet cute story at a wedding often, do you? Oh God, I really knew I liked him when he was sick all over himself in the car. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, not surprised with that. Thank you everyone um, for voting. All naught percent of the
0: public. Um, sick bag is the winner and not to be repeated, I hope. Yeah. Does that clap? Is that a clap? I'll do one clap, right? Yeah. Okay. That's all it needs. <laughs> um And actually staying on the dates, I just wanted to mention this because this really did catch me off guard today while I was working. Um, so your bath story, which we told a few weeks back, you obviously ended up having loose terms, date in a bath. You ended up yeah. jumping in a bath with a lady after a night out and trying to have fun, and it all ended up tragic. Um, And my girlfriend's brother, of all people, has messaged us today to tell us that he actually had a dream about this, where, and I quote, he was forced to participate in this date. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh gosh. And he says it was with Ben, who I've obviously never met before, and he was in his Speedos, and um it was then talked about on the podcast so actually are we making this are we making this dream real i don't really know what's going on here um and he thought he'd get away with it but then everyone heard it and it was just awful and yeah he's 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 horrified by the experience of his dream see okay right um
1: your correct me if i'm wrong your girlfriend's brother is a quite a big time rugby league player a bit a big Big bloke, um, yeah, now, wouldn't fit in a bath with you. <laughs> exactly, but people have seen, you know, there's there's pictures that have gone round on on our social media. If you've seen it of the bath with us in it and the size of that bath, and it was already cramped. I'm not sure um, that you could fit sort of a a, a brick shit house rugby league player in there with me. It was already uncomfortable. Um, so, and 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 the other thing that he said is I forced him into it. Now I'm not sure how. <laughs> can you see me on camera there i mean i'm not sure how these spindly little arms could have forced that man into it um but you know jamie um thank you for getting in contact uh and if you're up for it um maybe we can find a slightly bigger bath um and uh, because i'm sure that would make some really truly great content um but yeah what a a random because i've never met him but um there you go and um you know well as uh As we've sort of uh, come to the end of this shit date trilogy, um, and they were all sort of based on, uh, you know, nights out, big nights out of in the past, why don't we bring up um, what has just happened? Bojo has announced the out-of-lockdown roadmap. 21st of June, baby. And, uh, you know, Jamie, uh, let's book it in. 22nd of June, you and I are having a bath together and we're having a big boozy night out. Um, Cannot wait.
0: Clubs are back, mate. Clubs are back. I'm going to try and match your optimism, because, you know, you've got to be optimistic in this time. I mean, if I'm honest, will it be 21st of June and everything suddenly open? But I can see the end. I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. And this got me thinking. Um, We had such a good response to... Do you remember when we went back at Christmas and we read reviews of the local pub, the Fox and Hounds at ours? On that bleak, bleak bench. The bleakest Christmas ever. Yeah, I do remember. Yeah. Well, exactly. Well, it's going to get bleaker now, because... I thought I'd delve back into our past and think about, you know, the nights out we've had and the places we've gone to. And a regular place we go to is in the village next to us in Chalfont St Peter called Winkers.
2: Now, oh. if that's
0: not a good enough name on its own, I, let me just tell you a bit about Winkers. Voted the worst nightclub in Europe 1998. Fact. Is that... Europe? I thought that was just the UK. In Europe? Europe. I believe it picked up a similar accolade, but just for the UK from the tab a few years ago. Brilliant. It also has a uh, minibus that will come and collect you, sort of wherever you are in the county, uh, for free, just to drag you to its doors, because it has that few visitors some nights. Uh, And it's called the (laughs) Winkers Bus. Is that have never? Is that a fact? I've never yeah. even used that. I think Brilliant. we were too. I think we were too local. Ironically, I think they used to literally try and go and grab people from like the the outskirts of the wilderness to bring them. What in. you mean, London? They they <laughs>
1: pop, pop into. Oh, I wonder if everyone fancy a big night out uh, in Shelf on St Giles. Um,
0: <laughs> excellent. Um, so yeah, you've been digging, have you, Shreve? So I've been looking on TripAdvisor and I found three reviews which I think perfectly encapsulate. What you can expect from a night out at Winkers, you know, if you're looking for somewhere to go on the 21st of June, this yeah. could be it. Yeah. I'm going to tell you all about it now. So, number one, title, cesspit. <laughs> this one reads, it's a very poor excuse for a nightclub. It's so incredibly dirty, in oh. capital letters, okay. loud. That is what a nightclub is, though, I feel I mean, uh, Yeah. And overcrowded and full of bothersome people with no manners. I will never go back. See, with that one, especially
1: post-Covid, do you know what I mean? Dirty, yeah? Overcrowded mm. are two words that you don't want to be excited. I mean, Loud, I don't know what she's on about there. I mean, or he, sorry. <laughs> um, but, do you know, I, I don't know Her happening. name was
0: Sarah, actually.
1: Sarah, OK. I don't know what Sarah's on about there because that, that is effectively a standard. I, I, sorry to tell you, Sarah, you're going to find that with a lot of nightclubs.
0: Um, but yeah, it's not... An, so, a, what did she, she give that out of five? Sorry? Uh, she's given that a one. Um, so the second review, titled Awful Place. Okay. OK, straight to the point. Yeah, clear. This person has said, absolutely horrific. The place stinks, and that's with less than 10 members of the public present. The (laughs) toilets are so bad, I stopped drinking, so I didn't have to use it. Everywhere you look are worn out, disgusting objects. The best area was the smoking area. The rest I feared too much. I left with my senses feeling violated and vowed never to return again. Another never to return. Okay,
1: so another one never to return again. But, see, I think there's a couple of mistakes there. Um... They've said that they stopped drinking, um, which in, in my experience, the <laughs> shit of the place you're in, the more you have to drink. Do you know what I mean? If you're
0: really not enjoying something, top it up, baby. Keep on they, going. They do those those deals as well. I remember being there one night and my mate oh, just yeah. passed me a, a jug of 10 VKs in a jug, green VKs, luminous green jug, and said, this was cheaper to get 10 than like three. And I was like, That What's? sounds... I don't at- want that. That sounds brilliant to me. See, that is my
1: absolute dream. See, I, I think that is where I'd point out is um, their big mistake. Um, but on on the flip side, you know, th- this night there was only ten members of the public in there, so you know, COVID COVID
0: compliant uh, could it's sort of the opposite of the previous one. Well, exactly. So I think on the best of three kind of rule of things, we've had a really busy one, kind of empty. So I'll give you I'll give you a third. See if this uh, brilliant this makes you want to go after lockdown. A terrible experience, stay away. I cannot think of a worse night out. Degenerative youth loiter around the entire venue, acting older than they are, with the majority dressed highly inappropriately. The bar staff were particularly rude, patronising and have the faces of thunder, especially the large blonde women, which one must avoid. (laughs) If you're looking for a night out amongst rather raucous folk, acting in an uneducated manner, then this will be the place more suited to you. For a civilised yet lively evening, then I strongly recommend you stay far away. My first question is, what year was this? Could we have been the uh, degenerative youth loitering? Uh, 2017, so I think just just missed that. Sorry. Maybe our brothers and sisters. My sister had her 18th there. We had a
1: great time.
0: Oh, yes, I remember that. I I mean, you were there as well. I wasn't there (laughs) with a load of 18 year olds. I actually wrote one of these reviews after your sister's birthday. Bloody young people, youths. Do you know what I mean? Don't know what it is. Yeah, that's because you keep on going
1: to the 18th birthdays, Shreve. but yeah um i I always think, um yeah i I always thought it was it served a purpose. It's not the best thing you'll have now we've
0: tasted other stuff, but at the time, a little eighteen year old boy like myself loved it. well, going out is definitely gonna be a lot of fun unless you're going to winkers, of course, um, and can't wait for that, but also just getting to see people again, family, embrace them. And just enjoy your time being around them. Like, there's people I just haven't seen for ages, Robbo. Like, I don't know about you, but it's just like, my God, was that two years ago or whatever now?
1: Yeah, it's it's horrible to think about it, mate. Horrible to think about it. Um, but
0: who have you got on your list, then, to see first? Well, I think, obviously, close family who are maybe a bit older, who you maybe have been a bit wary of seeing because of what's been going on. Um, so I've got my grandma, dad's mum, I've got... My my granddad, my mum's dad, or as we call him, my papal, my Greek papal. That's that's Greek for oh, uh, granddad. There you go. He's a, you know, oh, It's an you educational go. podcast. Learn something new on this podcast. Do you know what I mean? It's one of them. And I I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing him. He always he always brings me a smile. He's always uh, he's always got a quick one liner. Even though he's like ninety three now. And I wanted to bring this up because I don't think I've mentioned this on the podcast yet. But to give you an image of what he's like. So my mum will go and visit him quite often. She hasn't been able to the past year, obviously. Um, But when she visits him, bless him, he's so old that he quite often forgets she's coming. And one of his favourite things in the world, alongside uh, cigarettes and watching this 6pm news... (laughs) is to get his weekly TV guide from the paper. Always been the same since I've grown up. It's always from the same paper. And in recent years, he has started to circle which programmes he wants to watch in case he misses them. Sensible, yeah, of course. So there was this one week where my mum went down and he just forgot she was coming down. She'd rung him saying she was leaving. She gets down there two hours later and they're talking about what they're going to watch and she's going through the TV guide. So he's watched his news, and then he's gone through circling everything he's going to watch. I mean, it looks like an impressive, at a glance, an impressive night of watching telly. So he's gone, seven o'clock, building Brunel's Great Bridge. Okay, okay, nice. Historical, he loves his history. Engineering as well, do you know what I mean? Sort of, yeah, yeah, that makes sense, lovely. He's skipped bargain-loving Brits in the Sun. He's gone to a different channel for that. Then at nine o'clock, he's gone for ten years younger in ten days. Not sure what he's expecting. Is he expecting he'll... He can turn 83 through watching it. Yeah, <laughs> not too sure. Um, and tips, now, just tips. Yeah, exactly. And then here's where my mum's gone, okay, he really didn't know I was coming to visit because he has gone on to circle, 10 o'clock, how to have a better orgasm. <laughs> You're joking. No, by 11.05, there's another programme on which he circled very firmly called Spank Me Harder, the sex business. You're shitting me. That <laughs> one...
1: That's a real programme. Two, your 93-year-old granddad.
0: <laughs> this is, aw- I mean, awesome. This is awesome. Well
1: played, here. I, I always
0: like the fact he thinks he's staying awake till 11. But not only that, an hour later, still thinks he's awake, 12.05, celebrity sex is on. And he's, guess what? He's circled <laughs> back. Oh, God. You're kidding me. Oh, so
1: what I love about this list as well is... So it's, it sort of goes in order, doesn't it? So he's, he's got, right, at nine, you know, ten years younger than ten. So he's thinking, right, I'm 93, I've got to get back out there. I'll get myself to 83. Then he's going, right, I've forgotten the old tricks. Let's focus on the orgasm. How how can we deal with that? Then, he, then he's getting a bit more serious. He's going, right, I've got the orgasm to a bloody T now. He's thinking, spank me harder. Yeah, the sex business. And then finally... At 12's gone, well, maybe I'm I'm playing so well these days I could bag myself a celebrity. Uh so let's let's have a look at Celebrity Sex Pod and see who's up
0: for it. Um I can't believe that <laughs> four in a row! Oh god, it's brilliant. And just so you know, uh, he does get to the end of his night and at one o'clock he decides to call it a night and he doesn't bother watching the casino show. So that is a standard Friday night. <laughs> That's just a classic, a classic Friday night. He's he's had all his sex, no gambling. Let's call it there. Yeah, exactly, but you know he's accidentally overshared there, basically. With my mum, she's gone down thinking a nice little weekend, and she's seen this first thing as she walks through the door on the TV guide.
1: Horrendous. It's one of them things that you know, like, yeah. It's sort of as you say, unintentional oversharing. It's out of place, um, and I. I've experienced not not this, not exactly this. I mean that, as you said, like four shows in a row, pretty hardcore. Um, but I've experienced this in the workplace. It's it's literally it's just reminded me. Um, I used to sit opposite um, this woman at work. Lovely, lovely lady. Um, got on very well. She was a few years older than me. You know, I have like one of these mums at work. She had a, a couple of kids, but she. I think she saw me quite young coming into the company. And she sort of thought, I'm gonna be his sort of mum, his carer. Um, Anyway, she used to come up with all sorts of shit. Like in the morning, I'd walk in, I'd sit down. I'm just trying to, you know, focus on my work, get get along with my day. And she'd poke her little head over the uh, computer screen and come out with little pearls of wisdom. I come in one day, and um, you know, she's got to know me by this stage. It's about three months in. Uh, She knows I'm single. Um, she doesn't know I mean, the shit date. Does. Yeah, exactly. She doesn't know the shit date trilogy. But um, I think she's surmised that I'm a fairly tragic uh, fucker by this stage. Um, <laughs> anyway, she looks at me and she goes, she, "And I, I shit you not." The first thing she goes, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!" Like that. So that opens up that I'm thinking, "Oh, what's happening here? This is oh, this, this could be big." And she goes, "Ben, Ben, 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 Ben." It says here, "You've got to have more sex." I was like, OK, this is nice. So I've got my boss sat next to me. I've got another bloke down there. We've got, like, a table of six in my work. So everyone's heard this. Good. So she opens with, you've got to have more sex, right? She goes, I'm reading this prostate cancer article. And it says if you're um, if you're not sexually active enough, um, you could be prone to cancer. And I go, brilliant. So there's one, kicking the teeth, I've got to have more sex. Two, um might be susceptible to cancer. Anyway, she carries on scrolling, because I don't know what to say to this. I'm just sort of sat there awkwardly. She carries on scrolling. And uh, after about 15 seconds, she goes, oh, no, don't worry. You can do it yourself. <laughs> How's that for a line from your work colleague in front of your
0: boss? Do you know what I mean? I, was, I mean, what? As, as you unzipped your trousers there and yeah, there, you yeah, thought, exactly. well, it's no time like the present. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, can I? I'm after to the toilets. I mean, what you can do it yourself. Is there a is there a more awkward line in history than your quite new work colleague leaning over your computer and basically telling you to go and masturbate whilst just coming into work next to your boss in the morning? Oh, oh, again, overshare it was just the oversharing of it, and this was, as I say, it was like nine a.m. Why am I getting this in the? Maybe at the end of the day, once everyone's gone home, you can take me aside and go, look, you know, you need to be masturbating more and all it. Like it, it's, it's mental. That might be a bit awful. weird if
0: she took you to one side and said it. Put yeah, it on actually, I mean, yeah, correct. Yeah, forget you. that. Can't do that.
1: Forget that. Actually, it, th- there is no context in which what
0: she's said to me is okay. On the topic of families, I saw an amazing tweet recently from Katie on Twitter and she said that her mum texted her with this text, which just said they're recruiting for astronauts. Very diverse recruitment campaign. Not the normal. Go for it, please. And Katie has just said, I cannot stress enough how much I've never displayed an interest in becoming an astronaut.
1: (laughs) Classic. That is absolutely
0: textbook mum. We've all been there. We've it's, all like, been there. it's like partially desperation, partially not really knowing what your child is into at all at any age. Yeah, exactly. I mean, astronaut as well. They do, that's the other thing. They,
1: I feel like your mums see so highly of you. They don't understand the the
0: rigorous training that would go into being an astronaut. And I just thought my mum does this as well, but not to this extent. It's the little things. So when they think you're into something or you're good at something and it's like... Have you not seen me for the past few years? Do you not know what's going on? I had, a few weeks ago, my mum texts me. She knows I listen to the radio all the time. And she said, turn on now. Turn on the radio. Your favourite band are on. It's your favourite band. I love this song. And I thought, mum's finally realised my favourite band's Foles. I'm going to turn it on. It's going to be one of the big hits. Turn it on. It's Bastille. Bastille? Like... (sighs) Probably one of my least favourite bands in the world, Mum. <laughs> oh, but
1: I, again, I can see what she's doing there. It's
0: guitars. She, she's heard the guitars. Um, yeah, but she... she does a similar thing, Robbo, with just general music. She knows I like music and anything she sees with a record or a vinyl on, she'll buy me. Don't buy me actual vinyl, which would be useful. But you know, she'll go to Spain. She'll come back from a market with a a t shirt with a big vinyl on it, and I'll be like, "Classic." I mean, thanks for it's the thought that counts. But that is going to be a pajama t shirt straight away. I've had really? I've had four sets of the same coasters, which you put your mug on, which are all vinyl shaped. Four sets over the past three years. <laughs> I think I've seen them. I think I've seen them in my time, mate. I've
1: seen, every time we go to your house, there, yeah, I, I pop I put me little me little glass on it, and it's uh, so as you say, these these t-shirts are sort of they they're straight to pajama. they t- the kind of thing that you wear, sort of you know, the four days following you getting them, sort of around the house, but then never touch them again. No. They're, they're buried you know- in
0: a drawer. The worst thing is she she will probably listen to this, although, mind you, I usually have to show her how to listen. I'm not at home at the moment. so f- Fingers crossed. Um, and <laughs> I, do you know what? There's nothing wrong with the T-shirts. They're just not me. And it's a classic example of like you've taken a semi interest and you've gone. They'll love that. Um, yeah, it's not quite worked out. I don't know if you've had any of these it- in your time.
1: It's textbook. well. Uh, there's, there's. May I first? I, I want to say this because I think my mum has occasionally listened to this podcast as well, and she is an absolute treasure round Christmas. She's unbelievable. Like she's always good. But this year, here, I got the most bizarre present um, in my stocking. I think she thought I was moving, moving house, um, and you know I might need, um, I might need something to sort of help me uh, w- with the whole moving process. So she got me this. This pen, right, and and for for one, Shrieve, I mean, I haven't written in years. Do you know what I mean? It's everything's on the laptop these days. I barely write anymore. Um, but she got me this pen. I saw I, mean, I thought, okay, and it was a pen, come ruler, come screwdriver. <laughs> Like she thought, it was like the mega, it was like something that she thought, oh, maybe James Bond might use this, uh, this pay. Like you unscrew it and like she thought I was doing stuff around the house. I need to measure, screw drive stuff in. I've never, I've never lifted like a finger around the house in my life. Why she thought I'd be starting mending stuff. Uh, it sounds know. like
0: one of um sam price's inventions that we talk about <laughs> yeah to be fair
1: I'm, su- I'm surprised he uh he hasn't brought it up um so would never use that the other one that i've got and this is sort of similar to the um to the the tweet from um uh, that you read earlier um this was i think it was my i, I just got my gcse's uh, and having scraped a b in chemistry um Dad took me on the most ambitious trip to Cambridge um out of anyone that has ever been like around Cambridge in their life Do you know what i mean he took me out there he was like, Oh come on, come on son you've got to be in Cambridge, you've got to be in physics. I'm thinking Cambridge is the one for you again, just sort of parents with no sort of idea of, of what it takes to go to these places but thinking hey he'll like Cambridge a couple of nice colleges a couple of nice pubs he was showing me all the local area we spent a whole day looking around fully well knowing that it was the most ambitious trip of all time um bless them they're trying to help but um what am I going to do with a trip to they've Cambridge? got
0: your best interests at heart but the irony is they don't actually know what those interests are So all this series on Middlehood, we've had the joy of presenting something to you called Good Intentions, Bad Inventions. And, I mean, Robbo, it's not down to us, is it? It's it's none of our ideas that get brought into this. It's not our material. No, nothing from us. We've got an absolute
1: uh, loon of a friend um, who uh, has sort of gradually, over the past few years, um, come up with these various ideas. uh, And, uh, obviously, we've read... One out uh, on the pod every week and they, uh, you know, they've gone down. The fans are loving it. The fans are absolutely loving some of these um, outrageous ideas that we've uh, spread throughout the show. Um, so we thought, Shreve, didn't we, we might um, we might uh, invite him on. Um, so may I welcome uh, today to the pod the big man, Mr Sam Price.
2: Thank you so much. I am delighted to be here, and uh, it's a complete honour.
0: Now, first things first, Sam. Good intentions, bad inventions. Is that a fair enough summary of, of where we've been going with your ideas?
2: I think, it's, I think it's more than fair. I don't think I've always had good intentions, actually, either. I think it's always...
0: There's bad ones the out mix. there. Money-grabbing money, money grabbing well, schemes.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think there has, actually. Gen- generally, just let's try and make some some quick dosh here. Um, <laughs>
0: And how much have you made so far? Do you want to give us a round, ballpark figure?
2: Oh, no, we're definitely at a, at a, at a net loss overall, I think. <laughs> testing, testing these ideas is not cheap. And, um, and so, yeah, I definitely think we're at a loss. Yeah, I don't think I've made a single sale.
1: Well, As we've, uh, as we've heard from, uh, obviously, last week's idea, we did moon bags. Um, which is one of your <laughs> one of my personal favorite of your uh, inventions and y- you know that, that has Fair cost time. you some hasn't it? Some of these ideas were quite costly. Um, some of the fillings?
2: Yes, yes. well, I think the best one in terms of cost so far was actually ordering from from the factory in Yorkshire <laughs> where they professionally shell pistachios, and when you do just happen to need 50 kilograms of pistachio shells to test your your new idea for a beanbag <laughs> filling. Um, they were actually so keen to oblige, it was unbelievable. And they sent them down for free. All I had to do was, was pay postage.
1: We were saying that your your poor mother's had a garage full of all sorts of stuff uh, that she's had to utilise over the years. Uh, didn't she use them as garden fertiliser in the end, was
2: that? Yeah, she did. She, she, she So in the end, they were taking up so much space in the um in the shed that she decided you know she said sam what are we going to do with these and i said um well you know the idea was to invent a sustainable beanbag filling that was biodegradable so spread them on the flower beds mark you know crack on (laughs) so that was your idea um, (laughs) yes it was a whole idea and so she did that and then um you know the whole garden was covered in pistachio shells and then unfortunately (laughs) um all the squirrels started coming to the pistachios because they smelt the nuts
0: i'm not surprised but then
2: my mum was having an absolute paddy because she realized that all the shells were obviously empty and all the nuts were just like um yeah completely empty they're not no no nuts at all and the squirrels were just running around looking for nuts couldn't find any and she was God. getting very upset by this so and, um
1: and as we yeah. said as we said on the pod you must have had to warn people with nut allergies not to come around for
0: months <laughs> What? You can have anyone in the garden. you Don't go out there. Well, Sam, it only feels fitting. We've come to the end of this series. We've been talking about your ideas, and we do have quite a few more you've sent over, but we thought it would be better to come from yourself. So Ben and I have picked out our favourite few, and we just want to rattle through some, find out a bit more about them, where you're coming th- from. Is that all right? So first up, your yeast spread idea. Now, forgive me if I'm wrong. Isn't yeast spread already a thing? aka marmite
2: i thought maybe we could have you know a sort of chocolate flavored yeast spread or a (laughs) orange flavored yeast spread you know all sorts of yeast spread because yeast is full of good stuff and um i don't know i just thought that there's there's scope for some some more yeast spread in the world
0: you see my issue with this is that marmite is a thing that's been around for years it's got a name people have grown to love it It's, it's a it's a company that people just know straight away and they, they invested to it. If you go to me, here's some new orange yeast spread. I'm not sure I'm taking that straight away. I think it would take some time. Your ideas like vary from, you know,
1: gonna save the world, tube above the tube, um, you know, your moon bags, your massive sort of operations, to sort of little tats that you might find in sort of the, you know, the, the rubbish little shops in London that sell all manner of crap but this one and uh, i'd love to learn a bit a bit more about this is it's a lip gloss that will stop you from getting red wine lips and teeth um
2: <laughs> yeah so so that's the the classic middle class issue of red wine lips and teeth at a um <laughs> dinner party or what, what have you and you you obviously don't want to have you know black lips and teeth so the no. idea was that we would invent a a lip glossy cum tasty, almost like a, pow- potentially a powdery thing in a lip gloss style tube and you kind of just sort of brush it on your lips and teeth and it's very light, you don't, you don't sort of, you can't really tell it's there.
1: And while we're on, um, cheap tat, um, that, uh, you know, sort of, uh, whether it works is up for debate, um, I spotted one on your enormous list that you sent through that actually struck a chord with me, uh, Samuel, um... Because earlier in the series, I um, invented, well, I, I, I sort of put forward the idea of a knife that would emit the perfect amount of ketchup as you sort of, you know, if you're having your fish fingers, you've ju- you, you got a little button on your knife and it can just emit a perfect little amount of ketchup and it can, uh, you know, pop it in your mouth and, and no ketchup goes to waste. It's like a filler knife. And I saw... On your list...
2: A perfect invention, really.
1: Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, I knew you'd like it. Um, and I saw on your list a little shaving sort of shaver that, well, as you put it, it dispenses shaving foam as you shave. Have I got that right?
2: You, you certainly do. So it's a little shaving brush, like an old school shaving brush, that oh, okay. in, the, in the little handle has a button which you squidge and it will emit a little bit of shaving foam that you then whip up on, on your face as you go with the brush um but but you know this could be for for ladies legs as well ladies legs <laughs> <with> shaving <laughs> cream applied to them as well so the idea was you know multi-gender and uh, variously you know usable by many i don't know what variously usable by many means but they you know, <laughs> For, ladies
0: legs. For ladies' legs as well. Oh, it's brilliant. And I, I'm oh. so glad you've said about the button, because my issue with Robbo's knife and this sh- shaving foam dispenser was that it would just keep emitting it with pressure that you put on every time. You'd have a plate full of ketchup, a face full of shaving cream. So slightly better ideas there that make sense, whether they come into fruition again, unsure. There's one I want to pick up on. Um... Based on the name alone, which is Boozy Bike Tours. Now, two things that don't tend to go together very well is alcohol and uh, sitting behind a moving vehicle. So I'm guessing you've tried (laughs) to cross this bridge for the first time ever. What's this all about?
2: Boozy Bike Tours. Uh, uh, Two summers ago now, I was in a bit of a tricky spot, needed some some quick cash in between jobs. And... (laughs) I noticed that on Airbnb, you can book yourself into a, a local experience when you go and visit a city. And so I I thought, well, I, I know London pretty well on the bicycle. Why don't I take unsuspecting tourists on sightseeing tours of London? What do you mean unsuspecting, of London? Sam? That
0: is... No, what Don't put that in your title, for unsuspecting That's... tourists. You're like... <laughs> you're like jack the ripper
2: you know they might not quite appreciate how much fun they're gonna have i think that's the thing that um that generally is you know that's generally the case when you get on a bike after a couple of pints but the idea of this tour is that you would you'd you know visit the pubs uh, of london as you tour and and actually this exists there is a craft beer tour on bikes and i just thought i could do such a better job than this guy um i dug into it and and I ended up getting rejected by Airbnb experiences twice. And so I had to just give up because I realised I wasn't going to get any references for my touring ability or cycling ability. So <laughs> so I gave up on that one. Yeah.
0: So oh, another that's, one that's yeah. already been taken then. But it probably sounds like the best idea for your life and the people, the unsuspecting tourists, as you put it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I would have gone on it if I could have, if I was a tourist of, of London. Yeah.
0: So it's just been you,
1: cycling alone, drinking Grace. around London. <laughs> yeah. um, I love it, again, with a, a lot of your ideas. You do email these people and you're really proactive yeah. with it and they come back and say, absolutely not, um, you awful man, which is great. Uh, it's it's great to see. <laughs> Robbo, did you have any more? Because the list is extensive. Let's go for yes. one more. Here's another one that um, we uh, we picked out that actually... I think you've had this one for a couple of years as well, because I definitely remember hearing this, this a while back. And it's your idea, um, and this is quite a scientific one, so I'm going to need a lot of explanation mm. here, but um, you've called it salp farm.
2: Yeah, salps are a type of zooplankton, but they look like little, little jellyfish about the size of a large grape. And they sort of connect together in long chains, and they float through the ocean, kind of like jellyfish squidging and um, and they just sort of mop up um, algae, that's what they eat. And the reason for this is, like you say, Ben, some of the ideas are good intentions. We're trying to save the world here. And so we know that with climate change, too much CO2 in the atmosphere, we've got to draw it down. And one of the ways I was thinking we could do that is by growing loads of algae and then feeding it to salps in a massive salp farm. And that's because salps, when they eat algae, they then shit out, high-carbon, fast-sinking faecal pellets. And that's, that's the key thing there.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Did you, he put this in layman's terms. What is... Yes. <laughs> so,
2: so a high-carbon, fast-sinking faecal pellet is essentially the turd of the salp, the little jellyfish. And it's, it's crucial that it is high-carbon, fast-sinking because that little pellet is stored carbon from the atmosphere. You know, in the salp shit from the algae that's grown using co2 from the atmosphere and it is then depositing it at the bottom of the ocean where it then stays and so it's a natural form of carbon capture and storage
1: okay and just just as a little side note we're not mistreating any salp here in these big nets these they, they're happy salp are they they're getting well fed. they're loving it
2: yeah yeah i mean i mean they're having a great time yeah that's what they're all, <laughs> all about that's that's all they do. Have they you eat, surveyed they them? Are they do... having
0: a good time? Or yeah, do... Yeah.
2: How do you know? They're, they're like jellyfish. They don't have a brain, I, I don't think, and at least anyway. I should probably check that out, I yeah. suppose. But I think they're like jellyfish, <laughs> and they just a brainless he's, jelly blob. He's blobs slagging blobs off
1: the salt. Just... Oh no! look at him. 89%
0: of salt said they would enjoy this farm. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, Sam, dear. that is quite an array of ideas, and thank you so much for coming on. Before you oh. do go, though... There's one we just mm. wanted to check in on because it was the I think it was the first one we did which was the windy bike tube which was the tube above the tube line and this idea to have cyclists going from all stations into london above tube lines blown by massive fans you had a whole presentation on it you clearly thought it out so has of all the ideas has that gone anywhere since has anything happened with that
2: yeah so i i basically kept I kept pestering a design agency in London that do um, they've designed they're called Priestman Good and they've designed the London Tubes trains and airplane interiors among other sort of big transportation designs and I just thought these guys would be perfect to pitch the Windy Bike Tube to so I pestered them via email and I. And that's the other thing I saw they'd done the um, first initial concept design for for the um, Elon Musk Hyperloop. And I thought, perfect, they get my drift here. Modern <laughs> future transportation ideas. So, so I emailed them uh, constantly for years, actually. Across the space of two years, I emailed them. And I eventually got a meeting or a call with the CEO, the founder, um, who is called Paul Priestman of Priestman Goods and uh, we had a chat and he basically read the email about explained the idea and he said he liked it and he said let's have a chat so we had a chat and he caught me by surprise I was in the middle of a field in Wiltshire and I suddenly had to take the call and we discussed it <laughs> and he basically said you know like the idea and, and I, we talked about the benefits and stuff and he said I like the idea but what are you going to do with it and I said well that's kind of why I got in touch with you <laughs> so this is let um, me get this
0: right this is the man behind elon musk's tube thing and and the london tube and all, all this kind of stuff
2: yeah so when you see the pretty pictures of elon musk's hyperloop tunnel train you know the actual train module he designed that yeah
0: that's madness, that is Samuel. insane i mean i love the fact he turned around to you and just went love it but no um <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> well that's what, what are you gonna do yeah exactly yeah
2: he said, what are you going to do with it?' and i said, well i don't know what what should I do with it and he then said, well you've got to pitch it to a city, and so I think and I just didn't have a clue what he meant by that, and I mean, how do you pitch something to a city
1: okay well that, that to be Sam, that is amazing, but anyway, um thank you so much for coming on and sort of Finishing this whole series of ideas um, that we we've had running, um, uh, obviously through our through our second series,
0: uh, you've been wonderful. I mean, the next time we get him on Robbo, hopefully it will be good intentions, good inventions, and we can present the final product to everyone. Or, or indeed, as he pointed out earlier, bad intentions, good
1: inventions. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it could <laughs> go anyway. His... He's made filthy money off something, some, some tat. Um, no,
2: thank you so much. I, I feel very privileged to have been on here and a part of the Middlehood series. Very much navigating my own Middlehood, as it were, as well. So,
0: uh, <laughs> we're all in it. We're all in it. Thank you very much, Sam. So, Shreve,
1: obviously, um, another thing that we've done throughout the series and the previous series is I've brought on a little story each week. Um, uh, at what we call memoirs of a leaf blower from my year abroad um, and I thought with Boris's announcement um, I might do just a little club story this week there's excitement around the clubs being open you know we can all go out and socialise again uh, so I was racking my brains uh, and it took me back to my cousin
0: please uh, don't say winkers <laughs>
1: Absolutely not. This is this is post Winker days. I I I graduated from the Winker days, um, and it took me back to actually a very flash event, kind of the opposite of Winkers, um, if I could say. It was my cousin J Robs' twenty first. J Rob, the man who makes the little jingle for the show, uh, you know, he's very closely invested with this show, um, and he threw a wonderful twenty first bash. I mean, this would have been four or five years ago now, obviously. Um, but it was at his house in Eastbourne. He'd had a marquee. We'd got a hog roast. Um, brilliant. He got like like local sort of ales from the area. There was a bar. Oh, all expenses. Oh,
0: someone's doing oh well. All expenses paid. And by for. someone, I mean his parents. Oh, his definitely, parents. Yeah, absolutely. Not. Definitely he was not out of his pocket.
1: Oh, ooh, he was very unemployed at the time. Um, so yeah, all out of his pay- Lovely do. We are all in suits. So it's a proper sort of suited and booted do. Um, anyway. Um, we're having a great night. Um, j Rob's got a, a little birthday gift of a twenty-one year old uh, year-old whiskey that we're all sort of sharing round. Few of the uh, few of the old pints. There's about eighty of us there probably in this garden. And the thing was with this party is he's got he's, he lives in a lovely sort of neighbourhood and they'd all been pre warned, but they said right twelve am we will we're we'll happy with any sound up till then, but twelve am is the cut off and then you know you, you can all get taxis into town. Uh, and you can have a great night out um, in lovely Eastbourne, which, to be fair, has a club called Cameo, which is very similar to Winkers, sort of a classic local shithole. So, yes, yeah, so the the whole plan is uh, that we're going to get taxis at 12 and we'll we'll head into Eastbourne town. So we did, sort of the night ended up, I was, as I say, a little bit worse for wear, um, got the taxi into town, uh, we're queuing up for Cameos, uh, and I realise... Bugger. Forgotten, uh, forgotten me wallet. Uh, and as you I'm quite fresh-faced. Uh, fresh-faced 21-year-old. Um, and uh, they sort of said, right, well, you've got to go back and get your wallet. They won't let you in without it. Uh, go and get your ID, hop back in a taxi, and we'll see you in the club. So I did. Hop back in a taxi, got back to my cousin's house. And upon re-entry to my cousin's house, sort of found my wallet. And then because of my state... Uh, being sort of rather inebriated. Um, I I couldn't remember where everyone had gone. Um, I, I, I sort of d- didn't, didn't know the situation. I mean, I'm very inebriated at this stage. Um, so I sort of wander out to the garden thinking, what's happening here? Um, and they had this wonderful sort of jukebox in one of the marquees um, that, you know, that they'd obviously turned off because it was about 1am at this stage. But I sort of wandered back into this marquee Plugged the chat back in and started blaring these tunes out and just dancing by myself <laughs> at 1 a.m. After about two minutes of playing these bangers, my auntie Elaine hurtles out to the garden. Is like, what the? She's she's lovely. She didn't swear, but she's like, what the hell are you doing? Um, get yourself back in a taxi. Nobody's here. Like, to, fully to to put me on the whole debrief. Popped me back in a taxi, sent me into town. Um, don't know why she didn't just put, put me to bed at that stage. I mean, I was absolutely smashed. Anyway, hurtled back into town. Um, after about two minutes, get kicked out from the club. Uh, and uh, everyone's like, no, J-Rob, J-Rob, don't, don't go home. You know, it's your 21st. Um, this idiot cousin of yours, I'll take him back. So anyway, I don't remember any of this. I wake up the next day fully clothed, shoes on. Um, like suit on still got the lovely suit on looking a million dollars in this um, but I sort of just open my eyes and I'm in this absolute uh, place that I've never seen before um, and I'm thinking oh god uh, have I pulled you know <laughs> I'm thinking oh he strikes again um, anyway after about 20 seconds um, this mother that I've never seen before in my life this effectively this random woman um who had placed buckets, sort of, in a sort of circular yeah. motion around the whole bed, comes in and sort of checks on it. She's like, "Are you are you okay?" All of this, um, I I'm sort of bewildered, shocked, no idea what to say. Um, thank God. A couple of couple of minutes later, um, it was one of his mates, Alex Pryor, Pryzo, um, came in and 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 he'd taken me home, but I had no memory of this, and now I'm known oh around the whole of Eastbourne as this useless sort of drunkard. Um, that might pitch up at your house at 3am in the morning. And she she got up in the night, apparently, as well, at 3am to 10 for me. Pop all buckets round me, mop my brow. Um, I mean, it's a... It's not the war. What are you going on about? <laughs> I'm only a slightly drunk man, but I must have looked in an absolutely dishevelled way. Um, but anyway, um, that's just sort of a little... Um, story of, you know, nights gone by and, and something that hopefully, you know, uh, if you're listening, Prizo, hopefully I'll be round to yours in 2021. We can do it again. <laughs> Last week, um, your father, Pete Shreve, had a um, rather, I was going to say critique, but pretty much a serious go at canyon west daughter North West's painting. Um, if you remember the voice note, he he sort of really started to, it slag off the painting and then just went into the whole family. Um, it, was, <laughs> it was a scathing review. It was a scathing, scathing review. And, and we don't cover um, much art on this show. Obviously, we've had a bit of Bob Ross, uh, this series, and various other things painted by your dad. Um, but it, it's got me thinking um, of uh, a little... Uh, trip I did when I was back in my year abroad days to in Hamburg um, with my cousin J-Rob again um, to an art gallery. And it was one of these modern art galleries.
0: Uh... I just don't have you down as an art gallery person. As, as someone who has studied art... And, you know, and I have an interest in it, but not super interest. I think you're the other side of the scale, Sean. Completely.
1: You're absolutely right. I've got no idea what any of these things are. Um, So maybe you can enlighten me, but I was completely bewildered uh, by some of the stuff I saw in there. As I say, modern art, uh, the first thing, you walk in, into the main foyer, and there's just a big pile of dirt. Don't know what that was for. Just a big pile of dirt. Everyone surrounding it, doing it. Like, oh, ooh, yeah, mm, done very well there. Um, so you walk past the big pile of dirt, and this is the main thing I wanted to bring up. There, it was a, it was a section called Robin Hood. Okay, Robin Hood. What? Um, this was even in Germany. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's reached Germany, Robin Hood. But yeah, it was it's a gone little... from
0: Nottingham to Germany. It's literally you. It's you. It is. It's me.
1: You're absolutely right. I didn't even think. Of... Literally me. Um, and so I've walked in, probably thinking, you know, th- th- this is my kind of thing. It's from my hometown. Um, so walk in, it's a, it's a sort of one of these things, it's, it's on a big screen and it's like a little video run through. Um, and all the exhibition was, was this man who had a bow and arrow and he was walking around his local Tesco's or whatever the equivalent is over there, just firing arrows into... ...various shopping items. So, you know, first one was like a bag of flour. Then he'd do some old El Paso wraps. Then he'd go like that. And then he took all these items absolutely shattered to the uh, checkout lady. And the last sort of 30 seconds of this clip was the poor checkout lady trying to scan a bag of flour that had been absolutely mutilated, try, trying to get it through the scanner thing. I've just got to... Uh, can you lie to me? I've got no idea. That, well,
0: that sounds more like a viral vid or like a TikTok of someone that's trying to be funny. That is not... I, ca- I can't put down, that down as art. I, again, we probably need to go to Pete roof at this, but I, I, can't, I can't accept that.
1: No, I, I, yeah, well, I'd love to hear Pete Shreve's thoughts on that. That the the Robin Hood of Germany just going around for, uh, this. Uh, I, as I say, I feel sorry for the checkout lady. She
0: didn't have a clue uh, what she was doing. Speaking of art, we've actually, and I think this is probably a good way to end this because we're gonna we're gonna take a little break from this series. And a way to end this current series is perhaps on this message we've received. Now we've received a message. And all become apparent in a second from Date Makers UK, who Ooh. basically put together dates for, I guess, people that are stuck at home. So, you know, they do stuff like um, candle making or something that's a bit different. Um, so, they have actually sent us off their own back, don't know why they've done this, two painting kits to do as a date. Waste of money. Waste <laughs> of money for them. What are they thinking? Straight in the bin. Oh, uh, shit. Wh- well, I hope you do keep yours Because what I thought, Robbo, is We're going to be back soon But in the meantime, let's go on our very own date You know, we haven't seen each other for a while I'm loving these chats I have with you every couple of weeks And let's do a painting date I'm thinking we do our own Bob Ross Bob Ross? Brilliant Was it Bob Ross? Bo- Bob Moss I've forgotten, mate Bob
1: oh. You've been told this, mate Let's not let's not dig up old graves Bob Ross We're going to do our own <laughs> Bob Ross Uh is it? Has is he got a quick fire one that we can sort of smash through? Is it so tough? I'm told
0: there's a. I'm told there's a half an hour one on YouTube that we can follow the tutorial for. God. I reckon you and I sit down one evening. You know we've got time between now and when the lockdown's lifted. We'll sit down, yeah. have a chat, and we will paint these things. I don't know what it's going to be. I. I mean, I'm kind of excited and think it's ridiculous because I think it's going to turn out shambolic. I'm nervous, I'm
1: nervous, but uh, yeah, I'm willing to participate, as I say, don't know what date makers are seeing in us, um, but uh, fair play to them, and and thank them very much for their gift.
0: Well, we'll put it up on our Instagram, and people will be able to see the fruit of our loins, so to speak, Um, (laughs) and people can judge, I guess, or maybe we get my dad to judge. I don't know at the moment, but um, I thought that was a nice little activity to tide us over before we're back again.
1: Yeah, and uh, yeah, may, may I say what a wonderful series it's been. Um, thank you to everyone, uh, who's tuned in, uh, and yeah, look out um for for this uh these little date videos that we will be re- releasing
0: on uh, social media in the coming weeks. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. If you have enjoyed it, chances are your mates might too. So please do share the pod.
1: Chance will be a fine thing.
0: Yeah. And you can find us at Middlehood Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And where can people find our podcast itself, Ben? Uh, on their phones? No, not on their phones. Well, yes, on their phones. But I mean, what apps?
1: Ah, yeah, yeah right. Um, we're on Apple, uh, Spotify, Acast and and all other reliable podcast providers. Finally, thank you.